G'day and welcome to Isolate, Eight Songs of Meaning podcast. Isolate is about bringing you a unique conversation from a special guest who is a touring artist or touring roadie. I wanted to shine a light on the talented people of the arts to find out some of their most personal musical highlights and the stories behind them. The flow and effect of COVID-19 has meant cancellations of large music festivals as well as your favourite local gigs. As a result, an estimated half a million people in Australia in the music industry are currently out of work. Support Act is a charity that assists financially when the industry falls on difficult times such as this. If you enjoy the podcast today, I encourage you to make a donation if you're in a position to do so. As well as musicians, there are many people behind the scenes who make gigs happen. The sound engineer, the tour manager, the lighting designer and more. They all play a pivotal role to ensure that we as punters enjoy the best possible performance night after night. It's important to remember that these uncertain times will pass. The shows will go on and these wonderful creative people will get back to doing what they love. So let's meet the people behind the musical magic. If you are into heavy music in Australia, chances are you know Tim Price. Pricey is the person behind The Faction, a dedicated heavy music radio channel, as well as running his own PR company, Collision Course. Pricey has been in the music industry since 2006 and is also the mastermind behind the annual Hardest 100 Countdown. He has worked with bands such as Seven Dust, Steel Panther, The Used and Dead Letter Circus. You will usually find him backstage interviewing artists at festivals such as Unify and Good Things. Fresh out of ISO in Brisbane, Pricey joins us today to share his Isolate Eight Songs of Meaning. Welcome, Pricey. Hey, Bianca. How <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the nicest man in Australian heavy music. Oh, well, that's very, that's very, very <laughs> lovely of you. Thank you. Nah, you're the best. We, we all, we all, everyone, everyone who's listening who knows you, I think, would definitely agree with me that you're just a fucking. So you're just Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, well, that's that's very, very, very kind. I appreciate that. Great. Now, um, pricing. Yes. Um, I just realised that I've forgotten to print off half my notes, but that's cool. Let's just roll with it. <laughs> um, now, my first question, if I recall correctly, is, um, well, obviously, firstly, we're speaking in the times of the coronavirus. It's a fucking yep. weird time. Um, yep. People are in various stages of isolation. You're in Brisbane, in Queensland, yep. Australia. Um, I'm in Perth, in Western Australia. Um, and both of us have a lot of friends down in Melbourne and Victoria who have yeah. had like a massive spike in the last week. Yeah. Things are I, not, not looking too good. Yeah, I feel like this from this weekend onward in Queensland, I feel like this is going to be the test because we've just opened the border to New South Wales. Right. Uh, and uh, on Friday apparently there was lines – for hours uh, at the at the border, right. uh, coming over to to come into I guess Gold Coast and yeah. you know go to the beach or whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. So I guess we'll see what what happens to that and you know whether we're gonna end up. So things you know, are pretty like um, open. Like obviously Brisbane, like in the city itself, everything's open and you can have dinner and you can go out and things like that. Yes, to an extent. Um, you know, obviously. When you go to a restaurant or anything like mm-hmm. that, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat in, you need to you need to sign in with your details. Yeah, and, cool. You know, okay, so you guys are tracking. about maybe a week or two behind WA as far as loosening the restrictions by the sound of it. A little bit, yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys. I think 
probably three weeks or so ago you was you had your first like gigs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're we're not there yet. Yeah. Well, I know I'm lucky. I feel lucky that I'm in WA, so things are going well now. The the reason that I hope I brought that whole thing up segue yes. Yes. is because a lot of people are in isolation. I uh-huh. have been asking my guests what their quarantine is. So their, oh, yes. their drink that they're favouring during um, isolation. Have you got a quarantine? Uh, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a cocktail or anything like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Doesn't have to be. But it could just be no. Like I mean, water. it is a. It is a beer. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, my my friend, when when lockdown was like really hectic and you weren't allowed to have lots of guests over and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, my friend, who's also named Tim. Um, he came around, he bought a couple of six packs of these and we sat in my front garden. So we were out in the open, uh, and, uh, you know, we sat at either end of the table, uh, just, it was ridiculous, but we did. And it was, so it's, um, it's the same brand as, you know, Bolter, you know, the, I don't drink beer, but okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, but they've got, they've got like a mid strength. Bolter uh, B-A-L-T? E-R, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they've got a mid-strength called Captain Sensible. Uh, so I've been drinking those because I really enjoy them. They're just a great drinking beer. Is yeah. it just me or have, like, the whole beer company, like, marketing department's just gone on steroids the last few years? Some of the, like, the designs <laughs> yeah. and the names and the puns yeah. and it's actually yeah, pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's not just, like, you can't just put out a beer and call it, like, you swan, know, swan gold. Something, something dry <laughs> or something anymore, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, the days of Ted's yeah. are, are, are done. <laughs> yeah, Ted's. Oh <laughs> Showing my age. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my next question is uh, if you've got your quarantini, what are you eating with your quarantini? So what's your favourite isolation snack or touring snack? Yeah, um, so I, I mean, I've had a few things happen uh, to me this year, so it's not just necessarily coronavirus that sort of locked me down but yeah um one of the big things that got me through quarantine was trying to make sure that i kept a, a routine of mm-hmm. sorts yeah um and so uh you know it, it kind of went hand in hand with um my gym routine which yeah. was it's just making sure that i made my lunches for yeah. every day, uh, and my lunch is just a. Uh, I, I make, I make. It's just chicken breast, and uh, I slather that with like Nando's. Uh, Oi, like, can uh, we talk about Nando sauce because people find it strange that I carry this in my handbag, but I actually <laughs> do. Yeah, no, I love it. I love and it. And now I'm like, where's my Nando's? I'm like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> I'm taking my Nando's. I have one at work. I have one at home. I have one in my handbag. Handbag Nando's, work Nando's. Yeah, I've got got that and hot sauce everywhere. Right. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, potato, sweet potato, just a ton of green. So it's just health life. Lots of colours, yeah. Health life. That's great. I'm all about that. I was making sure that I had routine with it as well, that I did it on Sunday. I had it for my lunches. Yeah. I feel just like sure m- most of us plan to be like adults and like, I'm going to meal plan this week. I'm going to cook for the whole week. I'm going to be so organized. And then it's just like. Out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you've yeah. been able to stick to it, I'd take my hat off too. I think that's awesome. <laughs> and it is great for health. And I know you and I definitely like offline have had lots of chats around health and healing and food and 
And what food means to us, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. But that's a whole other podcast. That's a great with that, but yes. Cool. We'll yeah, talk yeah. about that when we finish. Sure. Um, now, my last question before we get into the main part of the podcast is how we met. So yes. I usually let my guests tell the story of how they think we met and then I just tell them the, the correct story. But yeah. so, so tell, me, tell me what you think and then I'll tell you the real story. <laughs> well... As far as I know, we met at Big Sound. Yes. Uh, in Brisbane, I can't remember what year. I think it was uh, two thousand and eighteen or yeah, seventeen. That sounds about right. My, no, uh, maybe it was I'll, before that. It was, oh, it was the year that Regurgitator played at the at the Brightside, wasn't it? Not Regurgitator. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was eighteen. But I feel like I might have met you beforehand with the Dead Letter Circus guys, and I just don't remember when or. Possible. How? Because I've been over there with them quite a few times. I was there for my birthday and my annual birthday weekend in September. Oh, which, that's right, of course. Which combines with, with, um, with uh, Jess Vincent with, as well. Yeah, with Maggie, Jess, and um, and obviously it's usually big sound that week too. So Yeah, not this year. No, not this year. But I have been to, to two big sounds because of my birthday, <laughs> which has been cool. Um, but yeah, I remember meeting you there very briefly, and then I saw you backstage at Unify with Carnival. Um, That's actually that was oh that was twenty nineteen. Nineteen, and yep. then I saw you also backstage at Good Things um, at the end of nineteen. Yes, yeah. this, this whole year is totally throwing me of how far away and it's how, when things happen. It's turvy, isn't it? So oh my god! Um, but yeah, I remember seeing you again when I saw you at Good Things. Actually, you were backstage, and I can't remember who you were interviewing at the time. But you had <laughs> yeah, a snake. Yeah, mid interview. You Thanks had a lot. You had a snake like wrapped around you, and I was like, "Why is there a snake backstage?" <laughs> I was conquering fears that day. Is that what it was? Okay, it was. I. Um, a couple of years ago uh, at the – I don't know why they did this, but I, was, I went to a Star Wars midnight premiere. Oh, I just like to let <laughs> listeners know that you are the biggest fucking nerd I've ever met. Yeah. And what? you are obsessed with Star Wars and other yeah. associated nerd shit that yeah. I don't understand. So <laughs> I find anyway, it fucking at weird. This, at this premiere – there was the, the RSPCA were there and they were like raising money or whatever. At Star Wars? Yeah, it was midnight. I, okay. I'm like, take these animals home. But, <laughs> they're um, not to sleep. They're not nocturnal. But, but there was a woman walking around with a snake and you could get a photo if you made a donation essentially with the snake, right? Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know, it just really like freaked me out and I was like, ah, nah, and yeah. I'd like sort of walk away from Snakes it. Snakes are scary, yeah. They are, but so then, but at good things they were all there backstage i was like no nah, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get over that i'm gonna let this dude and he was so good yeah he he just talked very calmly and just yeah. sort of like gradually introduced this snake yeah onto me because he's like they they sense your like fear tension yeah, yeah. and yeah. so so we should clarify there wasn't snakes just like on the ground backstage they were there with like a wrangler and stuff it wasn't like <laughs> it's not just for, for the international viewers. I was say, the international is like, oh, my God, snakes, I knew it. Australia, we're all going to die. Sorry, um, everyone. Yeah, but it was huge. It was, it was at least like this sort of round and so strong. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well, good oh on you. you. You did it. You yeah. you conquered that fear. That's amazing. And then like, I can't remember. I have to admit I was fucking drunk that day. Um... <laughs> 
Some of us Me plus butterfly effect equals bad. That's the equation. Um, okay, let's get into the main part of the podcast. Let's do it. Um, now, what was the first song or album that you ever purchased and where from? Uh, so my very first uh, CD that I bought was uh, it was a compilation record. Is this was, a loophole uh, for the question? Okay, I'll allow it. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's fine. It can be a compilation. Uh, anyway, so it was Smash Hits 93. Oi, I actually think I owned this, but go on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it had a bunch of stuff on it. It had, uh, like, Lenny Kravitz and um, uh, Terrence Trent Darby. Bangers, bangers. You should probably Google it. Can you Google the yeah, track listing? On, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. if you can, because I'd love to have – I'll add it into the, um, the playlist. Yeah, if cool. Because it's, 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 uh, it's probably going to be all bangers. It, it definitely is all bangers. Yeah. I used to, I used to buy Smash Hits magazine back then. Did you? Like, yes. And I used to yeah, read the lyric sheets. That was like where I first started my obsession with lyrics. So, interestingly, this is, again, uh, I'm terrible with lyrics. Uh, oh, I'm good. I'm pretty good. I know you are. <laughs> but uh, House of Pain's Jump Around is the only oh. song in this song that I know all the lyrics to. And really? it's because of this CD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible with remembering lyrics. <laughs> so House of Pain, Jump Around was on there. So, uh, How you know, does it culture- start? Um, pack it up, pack it in, oh. let me begin. Oh, yeah. Pop it know. in, pack it in. Oh, no, you've got me. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> we I- allow singing on this podcast. And yeah, yeah, so it's got like Rex and Effect, Rump Shaker. Oh, all I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom boom, boom. boom. Oh, that's uh, a great song. Yeah. <laughs> The Shaman with Ebenezer Good. I don't know oh, if you remember. Skip, that. I remember it. Nah. Uh, FF. <laughs> yeah, Tr- Terence Trent Darby, She Kissed Me. Oh, sign my name, Terence Trent Darby. Beth. Sure. That song's the best. Uh, yeah, what else? And I know, I know you were listening to some, like, uh, Enigma the other day. Oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I listened but, to the album, two albums. Yeah, I'm about it. Um, oh, so good. So, it's got Deep Forest, Sweet Lullaby. Do you remember that yes, song? Yes, I love Deep Forest. I have a deep affinity for this type of uh, meditation, relaxation, Think- world music. I'm into it. I'm about it as well. Yeah, uh, Happy Birthday Helen by Things of Stone and Wood. Yeah, I mean, skip because it's like yeah, it's-, it's Bogan FM. But anyway, when we are Sonia Bogan, da- it's not banging. Sonia Dada, you don't treat me no good. Yeah, that's a great song. There's a- oh, fuck, this is a great track listing. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Believe by Lady Kravitz. That was the um, first ever. Oh, if it, if one day if it's like I ever get someone to do the podcast on me, um, that was the first ever piece of music I bought. That CD single. Oh, no Sorry, cat ca single. Oh, it was a cat single. Yeah, wow. cat. Sorry, it was cat single for Believe and Are You Gonna Go My Way was a B side. There you go. Are you gonna go my way? Oh yeah, of course. Pretty cool, huh? Yes. Um, why can't I, I reckon see I own this CD anyway? We'll, we'll, we'll move. We'll move on. But that—that that is an absolute banging track list, and I'm definitely going to include it in the show notes because I just want to listen to it myself. Yeah, nice. Uh, now, keeping it back in the old school, uh, what was the first ever live gig that you attended? Uh, the live gig that I attended first was uh, Silverchair. <gasps> My uh, Silverchair. No way. And Kenny's too. In his episode, what? yeah, yeah, we're at the same show. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was in Rockhampton, Rocky. and it was sort of 
it was on the uh, it was on the tail end of the uh, of the Frog Stomp tour. I wonder if it's the same tour that I went to. But go on, what year was it? Ninety six. Yeah, it's the same one. It's the oh my same god. One. Oh, oh my god. So I was thirteen. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was I was twelve. I think. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, and it was at the Rocky Music Bowl. And uh, that's cool that they went regional on that tour. Yeah, because they only played yeah. the, the city show in Perth. Yeah, right. And um, and then they they came back probably end of the year after as well. Yeah, after they put out um, Freak Show. Yeah, yeah, they did. They came back in. Um, must have been the end of ninety seven or thereabouts. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it was so one yeah, of my that, ultimate favourite bands. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, there was a there was a whole string of um, concerts at at the music bowl in the nineties. Um, the Rockhampton but, Music Bowl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just like a imagine like you've been to the Brisbane River stage, right? No, I actually haven't yet. Okay. No. It's kind of like that. It's like a big natural amphitheatre. Yeah, we, we have one in Perth. We have um, Red Hill Auditorium and we have, um, yeah. uh, I forget the name of the other one. What's the main one? Oh, shit, I saw Gautier there. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, banger. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, Rockhampton Music Bowl. <laughs> Rocky yeah. is so, Rocky's it's, so diverse. It's been, um, it's been demolished uh, oh, only in the last 12 months or so. <laughs> yeah, in the last 12 months or so. Um, do and, you remember who the supports were on the Silver Chair Tour? Um, I want to say not on, not on the first two, no. Oh, because on, on, the, on the Perth show, it was Everclear no, as main no, support. And um, who else was it? Uh, Body Jar and Jebediah. It was like bang, that, bang, yes. bang, bang. It was that yeah. minus it's Everclear. The same tour, definitely. It must have been minus Everclear must have only done the, um, the, the Cap Cities, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, now, next question. Who was your biggest influence as a kid musically? It, from my family? Uh, or well, from my. It could oh, be, yeah, yeah. It could be a family question. member. It could be like a cousin. It could be someone from school or a teacher. Yeah, so it was. It, it's. Um, so my, my family, my, my dad. Um, his his best mate was a bloke called Roy Graf, and yeah. and Roy passed away a few years ago, um, and he he was not no relation to us, but he was he and his wife were always Uncle Roy and Auntie Jen. Yeah, so it's like it's family, family. family. they're family, yeah. right? So, um, and their their son Dale uh, is a good six or seven years older than me. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and they lived. They lived at the beach. They lived half an hour away from us, and they lived down at uh, a little town called Yapoon. Yeah. And, and he was a surfer. Queensland. Yeah. yeah. He, he was a surfer, and he, you know, he skateboarded as well. And mm. this was like early nineties. It was like 1990, 91. Yeah. And he was sort of. He was. I was about eight, and he was about fifteen at the time. So. Uh, you know, he was allowed to. He lived downstairs mm-hmm. at their house, sort of. He had a bit of independence and a bit of, you know, his own space and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he, all through his room, uh, he had uh, B 
band logos just like hand drawn all over like on like the his, wall or like on a on his piece cupboard. of paper oh, yeah. he, had a, he had his he had a cupboard like a big wooden cupboard yeah. that he like drawn oh, band logos yeah okay yeah so it's like graffiti yeah. <laughs> and over his desk and yeah um you know just band stickers everywhere mm-hmm. and i just thought it was so cool and he had um <laughs> i think if if any of us didn't have a bedroom that looked like that then yeah yeah exactly and um it, this was the thick of the grunge era uh, so he was just so into nirvana oh, and, my and you know alice in chains and Soundgarden. yeah, and, yeah awesome you know but he also you know he was a skater as well so yeah. he was right into like green day he had he had drawn hand drawn like green day's dookie um <laughs> Like cover, like he he was like That's working sick. on that on his desk, and That's awesome. um, you know, it was and and he was a drummer yeah. as well, and uh, he, yeah, he was just like, oh yeah, that's that's who I want to be. I yeah. want to be. So what? So what sort of bands did he introduce stuff. you to? So that grunge era. So is is yeah, there? Nirvana. Nirvana. Okay, so Nirvana's your pick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which song? I mean. Smells like Teen Spirit, probably, but like the original and the best. Like yeah, yeah, uh, but like he was the first person that you know, and I, I reckon you would get this as well, Bianca. Like, like the people in your circle know that you're all about music, and if and if people want to know anything about music, oh, you should talk to Bianca about music. She's all, she knows it all. That's, you know that's I mean? very flattering, but I don't, I don't, think, I don't agree. But okay. <laughs> I'm passionate about it. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he's the first person I met that was like, when he talked about music, he's yeah. just like, oh, man, you got to hear this. And, yeah. oh, you haven't heard that? Nah. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, 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 is, that, is no, like, that is me. That is me too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and so he was the first person. I was like, wow, this is, yeah, that's who I want. I want to be passionate about something and, and, yeah. and like this music means something. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah. That was, and from there on, and you know, like, as soon as I turned seventeen, and like my parents didn't allow me to live downstairs at my house <laughs> till I finished school. I know this like, is this is quite a Queensland thing, though, right? Because yeah. in Queensland, people may not know the Queenslander is actually a type of housing in Australia, yeah, yeah. specifically in Queensland, where the house is raised up on like wooden. The houses are generally all timber. And yeah. they're raised up on stilts, and you can kind of park under under if, the house. And and if you're a bit fancy, it's built in. Yeah, and so and and you they live at the top, and that's generally because there's a lot of flooding in, in Queensland. Yes. Oh man, that house flooded. Every <laughs> so that's summer. why the, the underneath is all open. But as yep. time's gone on, people have filled in there built. underneath and started to live down there. And yeah. Oh my so. god, <laughs> we we. We lost, we lost cars and a whole bunch of stuff because, and yeah, unfortunately, it never flooded when I lived in there, but it did when my <laughs> sister lived down there. She woke up in the middle of the night and bed was floating. Oh my god, that's so scary! I've yeah, never, I mean, having been from WA, days. I've never experienced anything that remotely resembles a flood. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's full on. Um, now moving forward, you are a person of the arts. Um, I've designed the questions generally for musicians, but then I'm kind of interviewing a whole di- bunch of different creative gotcha. people, so I've gotcha. sort of uh, customised it a little bit. So um, was there a song or album that made you feel that being a person of the arts was your going to be your path in life and your career? You said you've been in the industry since 2006. 
Yeah. So what was the uh, what was the album or or song related to that? Um, was it was this the Dead Letter Circus one? Yes. Did I respond? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, two thousand and six, um, I was working as a teacher. A school teacher. A school teacher. I was a high school teacher. Wow. <laughs> and you've uh, been such a cool I, teacher. I was the IT teacher. I feel like because you because you were the biggest nerd, you would have been like, it's so into like, you know, pop culture stuff that that teenagers yeah, would have been into. Yeah. It, it is funny. I've run into students since, and we've talked about that as well. Yeah, that's um, so cool. but uh, the but I was playing in a covers band uh, at the time. Yeah, I'm not going to hate uh, on you for that. People need to do that to make yeah. money. I get it. But so what happened was eventually. Um, long story short, I ended up um, quitting my teaching job, mm-hmm. and I went and worked at a pub. And uh, and started booking the bands at the pub. But was there something that made you go, I don't want to be a teacher anymore, I want to do music, I want to be in the music industry? Yeah, so I had started doing, like, my friend Craig, who was the bass player in the band, the band in yeah. the covers band, we started putting on original music gigs because right. there was none okay. There was none happening in Rockhampton. Yeah. And so we started, I suggested this one particular pub because I had this great beer garden that mm. was closed in yeah. um, and I was like that's the perfect place to put uh, original music mm. um, and we went and started doing like local stuff, mm-hmm. uh, putting local bands in there and then um, we started to get just like smaller touring bands come up from Brisbane yeah, and um and then Craig sort of tapped out. He went travelling for twelve months overseas, yeah. Yeah. and he left it with me. And he was sort of like, he was sort of like the professional of the two of us. I was the real passionate. This is the bands we should be getting, and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of guy, but he was the one that was like doing all of the booking and all yeah. that sort of stuff. The, yeah, the actual logistical side. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he sort of taught me how to do mm-hmm. it all, mm-hmm. and then handed it over and went, "All right, Price, it's your mm-hmm. was now." Mm. You go for it. So it's kind of and born out of necessity. He was that, always that doing the regional town needed oh, a place without needed bands, yeah. Without and all of the bands that were there were just crying out for it. Yeah, that's they, awesome. They needed a space. They needed yeah. and but no one um, had the the skills. And Craig was Craig worked for ABC Radio um, in in Rockhampton. He was the on air personality. And I was a high school teacher. And then at wow. this big sort of meeting of all of the musos, mm-hmm. we were like the professionals out of everyone. So they all kind of looked at us and was like, oh, you can write a professional letter. Like, yeah. you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so we kind of just got – we did it and then we started doing it. And Craig was always like, I'll do it because it's for the betterment of, you know, the arts in, in mm, this regional in town. town. yeah. But it, he didn't want to do it forever. But as soon as I found it and got involved with it, mm. I was like, "Oh no, this is it. Mm. This no, this is this is me now." That's awesome. And that, that's when I quit my job uh, and just started working at the pub. And so I was pulling beers on the Friday night and Saturday night, but then also working during the week uh, yeah. at the pub as well and booking the bands and doing all the marketing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, long story short, I. 
this, this is way back in the MySpace days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've talked about MySpace a little bit on the um, yeah. podcast with Yogi. Yeah. <laughs> and so there, I saw – I've always been good at, like, looking at where people are touring and going, oh, I reckon, yeah, we can get them in that space there between those two dates. Right. Gotcha. And, and uh, so, yeah, so there was a butterfly effect – uh, Chevelle Dead Letter Circus. Uh, this tour definitely tour. came to Perth, and I definitely yep. went to it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and it was going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So going up the coast. Yeah. yeah. So it's Mackay, Townsville, Cairns. Yeah. So I emailed uh, both Butterfly Effect and Dead Letter Circus, mm-hmm. uh, and said, "Hey, why don't you just leave a day early?" Yeah. And come play Wednesday night. Yeah. In Rockhampton. Mm-hmm. Butterflies didn't get back to me at all. But. I'll bring that up with Clint when I have him on the, on the podcast. Yeah. He, he won't remember. <laughs> but um, but then, but the, but, uh, the the Dead Letter Boys did mm-hmm. because at that time they weren't um, booked by like New World or. Mm, yeah, yeah. They were an independent uh, band back They were an independent. They were back. Yeah. Uh, that was back. Uh, what year was this? Oh six. Two thousand six. Yeah. Okay. So, Actually, I was living in Melbourne then, so I think I saw them in Melbourne. But yeah, go on. This is the year that I met them. Yeah. The, the EP had just come out. Yeah. Oh, that EP. I, I had discovered. Phone. I had discovered uh, the mile on the Loud Noises con- uh, compilation yeah. CD. Yeah. Uh, that was on the front of Blunt. Yeah. Uh, what a and it was, fucking great and, song, by the way. And it was uh, it uh, it was track twenty. It was like yeah. the last it was track. Deep on it, yeah. And so I didn't I didn't hear it for a long, long time oh. because every time I get in my car, the CD would restart. <laughs> so Technology has come so far. <laughs> yeah. So I never got. You never got to it. And then when I did, mm. I was That's like, it. "The it's fuck over. is this?" <laughs> And um, <laughs> so, but then the song that it was, so they came and played Wednesday night. There was a hundred payers uh, that came it's through. It's pretty good for a Wednesday in Rockhampton. Wednesday night in Rockhampton. Pretty good, uh, classy. They came through. It was when Kim still had that red streak through his hair. Oh, my God, I remember that. <laughs> um, and uh, Scott Davey was playing drums. Yes, Liquor he wasn't was. in the band yet. That's they right. Were, and Vinny wasn't yeah. in the band yet either. Vinny wasn't in the band yet, so... Um, it was still Rob uh, playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, so no, no Luke Palmer either. No Luke Palmer um, and no oh, who? What was the guy's name that played guitars before Palmer? Tom. Rob. Oh Tom. yeah, no, no. Rob, but Tom wasn't in it back then. It no, was, no, no, no. They were four piece back then. Yeah, they were. And um, and uh, the song was Alien. They finished yeah, with Alien. See, I mean, I love this song, but it's like I feel like it's a love song. In a oh, sense. maybe. In comparison yeah. to the rest of the EP, because you, the EP had um, the mile. Um, disconnected apply. Yeah, disconnected apply, which is the big one. It's 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 like it's all killer, and then you get to this alien, which is like quite it's quite slow compared to the rest very, of it. I did dig it though. Specific section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very specific section of that song. Yeah. That I remember from that show specifically. I was because. They were the last band on. All yeah. my duties were done, so yeah. I just went and watched and moshed. Yeah. Um, 
But what's the section? Do you know that bit where it all stops and there's that just bass line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just thumping through this PA that I had. And and then it it all goes smashed me. Yeah. Absolutely smashed me. Yeah. And in that moment I was like, nah, this is it. That's the feeling <laughs> I'm chasing. Yeah, I get it. I but, get it. It's like that sweet that sweet spot. Oh yeah. Um, and I can I like, tell you something really embarrassing? <laughs> Go nuts. And I actually, the person who I'm going to sort of throw in it, I don't know if he's, uh, he's probably a listener, but oh well. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> back then I just met, um, I was in a, well, I was just getting, I was in a new relationship and we were like yeah. gangbusters in love with each other. And I just moved to Melbourne, like to be with him. And that EP was like our, you know, our songs oh, type of no, thing. Oh, and no. so when I was still in Perth, um, yeah. before I'd moved, he posted me a green alien, <laughs> a toy, um, because of that song, because that was, like, our song. And I'm so embarrassed because I know that Dead Letter listened to this podcast, so sorry, guys. Uh, that, no, here's the thing. So Those guys have been so kind to me over the years because yeah, they, the they know that I'm a fan. <laughs> and... You know, to do PR for their, one of their records, like I mm. did, I did the promo for our thesis in Australia, yeah. yeah, and they trusted me, yeah, with that record, and and the, and that record, I can honestly say, is the thing that that projected my business forward in the industry oh, as well. Props, props to DLC. Yeah, because like. I had just recently at that point done the deal with my business partner mm-hmm. and separately neither of us probably would have got mm. the contract. Yeah. But the fact that we had just done this deal together, yeah. Stephen was the, the radio guy and I was the, like, I did all of the press. and It the, was like a you know, perfect synergy. Yeah, and and the fact that they trusted us with that record and, and everything has just kind of fallen into place since then. So oh, awesome. those guys have just been so nice to me over the years and that, that yeah, they know I'm a fan and they probably know I'm a bit of a sweater. Um, <laughs> is that, is that but, like a punisher? No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> What's the difference? I'm not a punisher. No, I mean... I've never heard that word before. Uh, they just know that I sweat their band and their oh, like songs. Oh, you love it. Is that what yeah, that means? Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. heard that sweater. Okay. I've learned something new today. That's good. I always learn something when I record these podcasts. I'm like, what the fuck's that? Um, they're a bit of a sweat up here. Okay. Um, I love those boys. Uh, they, they'd be listening, so shout out to Dead Letter Circus. If you haven't heard of them, you should have heard of them. Um, one of, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're one of Australia's <laughs> biggest, um, I guess, they're a progressive rock band. Would you put them in that genre? And then... Absolute gems of humans. Yeah, too. they're just absolute fucking champions. Um, all right. Speaking of, uh, so you you did the Dead Letter Aesthesis promo. Yep. Um, yep. That obviously sounds like it was up there. But what is a song that brings back memories of a favourite tour or gig that you've either worked on, promoted, um, favourite touring moment, something of that ilk? Yeah. So I did. Um, when I got the email about this tour, um, I, I, I literally, I fell off my chair. 
Um, like when you realised you were doing it, you were going to be grinding? Yeah. Well, I yeah. got the email inviting me to do the PR for the Seven Dust tour. Oh, wow. Um, That's and, and, and for the faction to co-present it. Um, oh, wow. What year was this? The, uh, this is only last year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I saw Seven Dust in Perth last year. Yeah, God, it, it feels like a hundred years ago, but yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was late the year before. It was late 2018 when I got the email about. Yeah, yeah, because it. it was like yeah. April in April 19. Correct. I think they did the tour. Yeah. It absolutely was, and um, and I had a girl called Maureen uh, working for me at the time, and she had just started, and uh, I, it was, she might have only been a week into working with me, mm. and. I think we were just sort of kicking around at five o'clock. We'd both knocked off or whatever. Yeah. I was waiting for my lift to come pick me up. And uh, and the email came in. And I'm like, oh, oh. It just went from six to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, seven dust. And I'm like, oh. And, like, and just literally like slid off my chair. Um, and like Maureen is younger than me. So, I'm, yeah, so she didn't quite I'm get she, the relevance. She knows who seven dust is is yeah. but probably doesn't have that like long term they were one of the bands that got you into heavy music yeah uh, you know uh sort of feeling uh yeah. with with them and you know i just remember going through that like 15 16 year old like i just started playing drums uh yeah. you know the internet's just starting to become a thing yeah and I'm downloading just every song that I can just yeah. to like, cause you know, uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine was what first started me into it. And then yeah. like, Oh, I need more. I need more. And just like yeah. expand out. Like, Oh, corn's becoming a thing. Oh, I need more. I need more. And just like other bands and Oh, like corn and seven dust. They're in the same, you know? And so like, you know, I just get every song I could. So, you know, black and licking cream and bitch and, yeah. you know, like, Blah, 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 blah. These are all Seven Dust songs, by the way. Songs. He's not just like saying dirty shit. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah, I didn't even think. Um, but then, um, you know, but then uh, there was a song on uh, a record that came out in two thousand two. Might have been Animosity. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of the record. Yeah. But um, the song Praise was on that, and Praise is just. New banger. It was my favourite song yeah. for so many years, and then yeah, to to just work those that that record and uh, sorry that tour yeah. and and to do that was one of the first times that I saw that just the absolute professionalism mm. of of an artist um, doing interviews. Right. So uh, and 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 it shows so much. What was it about that though? Like, what what was it that they did that made it stand out from any other sort of act? Interview-wise, yeah. So, the first thing that was very telling was that every media outlet wanted to talk to them, Mm -hmm. and they were chasing it down Mm -hmm. because they had done great interviews with with Lejean before, and they wanted him again. You know, like. Uh, he was just so personable and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it, first of all, it was a pleasure to get, and I got so much for them. Just, you know, so many interview phone blocks with yeah. them. It was insane. Yeah. But then I had the chance to, when I uh, scheduled all of the interviews for them, I actually, after they're done, 
I get a I can get a download of the audio. Yeah, yeah. And so I I listen to them just to make sure like quality is good and yeah, yeah. or especially if it's going to radio. Mm-hmm. And um, I listen to him speak and I listen to a number of them and he was the first person I'd listened to the interviews and go, I'm like, this is amazing. He's, he ma- even, even like there's, there's a lot of variance in quality of interview style yeah. uh, and, and interview uh, skills. And um, even the ones that he could probably sense were like not top shelf. Yeah, yeah, not quite asking the right questions, yeah. He managed to raise them yeah. up to him yeah. and also – if they sort of went off on tangents, yeah, he would pull it back. Would bring it. Well, back. That's, that's just a professional, and, you know. I mean, and, how long has yeah. that band been around for? I think I first started and, listening to them in '98, '99. So yeah, that's yeah. Just so, like, but you'd be surprised quality. how many bands don't have Still those don't. skills. No, yeah. don't have those skills to be able to do that in interviews. Well, it's funny. Like when you think about, um, I'm pretty heavily interested in AFL football. Um, and, you know, you think about how nowadays they develop the players at such a young age. They give them media training. You know, they're taught about, um, you know, social media and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and in the music industry, I feel like there's none of that. There's well, it's interesting you bring that up because the the interview, uh, the the telephone conference scheduling system that we have um, is the one that's used by the AFL, by all of the teams in the oh, AFL. There you go. Yeah. So what a coincidence. It absolutely is. And it, because they use it because obviously they have media calls all of the time. Yeah. yeah. But then they also do it for like screening. Uh, so for like, you know, like when there's a new player or a new draft pick or yeah. something, yeah. like they have like big conference calls with them and their families and all that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's – and we took the cues from – and that that system also, they use it at like the NFL in the US and all of that sort of stuff. All right. What's it called? Um, it's called Blinder. Blinder. There you go. And, Never heard of it. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And everyone that we use it for – comes back raving about it. Even all of the international labels and yeah. tour promoters and all that stuff, they, they love it because it's, it's just so good. Oh, that's sick. Well, yeah, well, what I was sort of getting at was the fact that this is probably one of the only industries where you're not given – there's no rule book, you know. Yeah. Um, it's fairly unregulated as a, as a – Yeah, exactly. As a thing, yeah. So speaking of Seven Dust, they're one of your favourite bands. Let's talk about fanboy moments. <laughs> in that regard, um, who's one of your favourite bands you've worked with, and what's the song relative to that? Oh, uh, was this the Sleep Token one? Yes, it was. Oh my <laughs> goodness! So I absolutely fell in love with this band Sleep Token last year, and yeah. I love the mystery about this band. The fact Where that are no they one from? knows they're from the UK. Okay. Um. And I've been following them for about three years or so now. And before they were they were signed to this other label called Basic Records, yeah. and I hounded them, but never got any response back from them ever wanting to work promo for them. Yeah. And uh, last year, um, they they progressively re- released an album mm-hmm. over like the twelve months 
last year. Like they just like release a single every month. Yeah. Until the until the record was until all the songs. Is were this out. the Sundating record? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was just going to say I've never heard of this band until I listened to the Faction Digital Radio. Darn right. And heard I them. Absolutely. Give it a flogging. Yes. And I actually, I actually remember you said to me, are oh, you going to love this band Sleep Token? I was like, oh, yeah, send me some songs. And then you sent me a couple of tracks. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a bit slow. Like, ah. Uh. Um, and then you're like, nah, listen to this one called The Offering, which is the one that you yeah. picked for the podcast. And I yeah. fucking lost my shit. And then yeah. I listened to the whole, I have, that has probably been my, one of my top rotation albums during like ISO Corona yeah. time, I have yeah. not turned it off. It has been. Yeah. I'm fully yeah. about it. I've never like I actually did Google them and they they wear masks and stuff. Yes. Is that the, yes. What's so what? no one no one knows who the players oh, are. Oh really? No one. No. Oh, I'm trying to get um, a friend of mine on the podcast. He's just shy. Yes. I've sent him uh-huh. a couple of emails. I'm like, come on, do it, do it, um, and. He actually is friends with them. He's recorded with them. Oh, so I, I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna try and find out. <laughs> oh, I mean, don't don't spoil it for me because I oh, love really? the mystery. Okay, no, no, don't. I like I, I like to think that I've, you know, like oh, maybe we're onto something here, but I, <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to know because yeah. that's part well, I feel of like the... Slipknot. They have never been like we're not gonna tell you who we are. Like we just like they, yeah. you know, we all we all know who they are now. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll report back on Sleep Token. I'll let you know. If anyone hasn't listened to Sleep Token, oh, my Lord, please, if you're yes. listening to this podcast right now, freaking click on the bloody Spotify playlist link and turn it on right now because it is so good. Yes. Um, that now, moment where, where it says take a bite oh, and it kicks in like, That stank face. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, apart from Sleep Token being bangers, uh, my next yep. question is actually about um, – Bangers from a genre that you wouldn't normally be associated with. So you're obviously a heavy music guy. Um, what I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not trying to pigeonhole you at all because you no, and no, I no. like you but know. Do you, do you know what? It does happen. It it definitely does happen. Yeah. Um, even even my business partner like laughs at me because uh, like I I get a little bit I get my back up a little bit yeah. when people think that that's all I'm into. Yeah. Um, and I'm like fuck. I, I like other shit, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I mean, anyone who's just got to see my vinyl collection to know that, like, this it's not just all heavy music. Yeah, but, exa- exactly. Yeah. Um, but like his response to that is like, dude, it's a very curated brand you have, you mm-hmm. know, like the style of clothes you wear, the kind of things you're into. Yeah. He's like, you walk into your office, you know, it's everywhere. Like, yeah. it, it, you. People could be forgiven for for making that call, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but honestly, uh, I went. This is a highlight of my life. Um, I went to the the Phil Collins uh, oh, concert. I went the to the Phil of, Collins concert too. Did you go with your mum? No, I oh. went with my sister and her partner. Okay, and, I went with my mum, and I think about four of my friends. We all went with our mums. Like we yeah, all went with our parents. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And um and and with my, my ex wife uh, at the time as well. But it was like uh, it, it was it was so joyous to yeah. see him play. Um but I mean it took me by surprise that his health wasn't 
I've got to admit, uh, as, I was sitting there watching it going, Phil, you know, you didn't need to do this, bro. <laughs> I'm glad he did. Yeah. Um, because I, because I, felt I got to like see it. I thought it wasn't right in a sense. I was like, this guy is very frail and yeah. maybe we should remember him the way that, you know, yeah. he was rather than he... Yeah. Interestingly, interestingly, at the end of last year, we, we were um, we were at the end of each year. Our whole office goes away for a, a two day, one night, um, like getaway. Yeah. We talk about the talk about the year that's been. Like where a we planning thing, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Um, it's often you know chock a block full of music and 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 booze and all of that sort of stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but. We were on our way up there, and Stephen, my business partner, talked about um, how he had seen Roxette play, oh, and when, when she was horrifically ill, yeah. and it was just like he he was very embarrassed. He's like, "Oh, yeah, this pr- this promoter should be fucking ashamed of themselves, yeah. you know, for for bringing her out in this state. You know, she couldn't barely sing, and you know, all this sort of stuff. She died that day. Oh my god." <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, I know. But we're dr- I'm dr- like it's like ten o'clock oh, at shit. night. There's like the last pe- you know, all of the oldies have gone to bed. Oh my god, this is bad. It's, it's me and like two or three other people, and I'm just you know doing the doing the oh, god, doing the scroll, you know. Oh shit! And I'm like, oh my god, we listened to Roxette on the way up okay. and talked about how okay, ill she was. Stop it. Let's not. I feel bad. Horrible. That's terrible. Um. Well, that that uh, planning but, session with your crew sounds a bit like a uh, a tour van type of time. Do you travel there together and travel back? Yes, sir. yes, yes, yes. So, yes. what's your favourite uh, tour van song or driving song? It's it's Corn's got the life. What to be an honest. absolute banger! Yeah, can I just and say I love the Follow the Leader album. This is peak time yeah, for me. That it, that album is really key uh, to me. Yeah. So I saw I my. My first festival that I went to um, was Big Day Out 99. Same. That was my first Big Day Out. Get and, out! Yeah, dead set. And there was Corn, Hole, Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson, Ammonia, yeah. Ash. Um, yeah. Oh, some, There was someone I else. I sat there and, I, like, the, the, first, the first sort of half of the day, yeah. I, I was there at doors mm-hmm. uh, and I bought a ticket on the gate <laughs> no, I, I planned it. I was only 13, so I was like oh. months ahead I had to plan for yeah. it. Anyway, um, so the opening band was an Indigenous band called the Warumpi Band. Warumpi Band, yes. I yep. saw them too. Because yep. it was my first festival, I got there at like yeah. 12. So keen. So keen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, Warumpi Band, Friends or Rom, Jebediah. Did you sneak weed in? That we, we, were like, we were trying to work out how to sneak in booze and weed. We were like, what are we, oh. how are we going to get this inside? <laughs> Look, Bianca, I, I was a very good boy. I was a very good Sadly, boy. Sadly, I, I believe you. <laughs> I was 15. I was 15 and I was very, very, very naive. Well, actually, um, maybe I was oh, maybe I was turning 15 that year. I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I was turning 16. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and then, you know, so... You know, <laughs> super shit. Jesus living and you know regurgitating. Yeah, I don't think all of those came to the Perth one. But oh anyway. my god! Yeah. Anyway, and then about three o'clock in the afternoon, corn play. Yeah. They, it was so early. Yeah. 
because Follow the Leader had only just come out the year before. I think that was my first ever um, crowd surf, actually. Wow, yeah. I wish. I love this album. Gosh, so much. Yeah. I thrashed it. So what I did then the next day, and this is back in the day, obviously, this is the height of CDs. Yeah. Um, so the next day I went into the, the Queen Street Mall in Brisbane. Yeah. And at the time there was a, a CD store there called HMV. Yeah, yeah. At, we never, I don't at, think we ever had HMV in Perth. We had like brushes and yeah. sassy. Oh, brushes. <laughs> Did you ever have Into Music? Oh, maybe? I can't yeah. remember. Sanity, and Sanity Music was actually, the main one. Okay. Yeah. yeah Brashes. They were actually the same company. They were just like created like false competition. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and so I walked out of there with a stack of CDs like this. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what we all did back then. Yeah, every band that I saw the day before, I bought their album. Yeah, sick. And then... I went home yeah. to Rockhampton mm-hmm. and I signed up for drum lessons. Oh, that's so, like, it was so inspiring to you that you decided to take up drums. That was it. That Actually, was it. And that, like, I was, it was playing drums then as well. It was a big, uh, it was a big, um, like, sliding doors moment for me. If, like, I hadn't have gone, mm. I wouldn't have discovered all this stuff. I wouldn't have found that this is the, that's the path I want to take in my life yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's cool. It was like a pivotal shift. Yeah, and then and then like just over the years, like I've had to do just so many, like when I was playing in the touring band, mm. you know, I, I always I I go and visit my friends in regional Queensland and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I've done a lot of hours driving by myself, uh, or driving the tour van or whatever. Yeah. Um, and. and Got the life's always one of those ones where when I get very tired, yeah. I put it I put it on and just like scream along with it. Yeah, lift to keep up. to keep me awake. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one that that's yeah, that's I, my tour. I gotta got say, even like the tour van is you know, I, I it feels so insignificant, but when you look back on tours, sometimes some of the best shit oh happens. My God. Like the, I've never laughed so much. <laughs> some of the shit I've heard inside of two of them. Now, Pricey, we're getting towards the tail end of the podcast. Um, this is the last question of the main bit. Sure. Um, the reason that I started this podcast was I wanted to raise money for Support Act. I am, we, were, we are fundraising for Support Act, uh, which are a charity that assists with um, well musicians and creative people who fall on hard times, which... Yep. The coronavirus. A wonderful organisation. Yeah, it's a fucking hard time for everybody. Um, and, you know, I have concerns about the mental health of my friends in the in these creative industries. A lot of them are not working right now. They can't work. Um, even with some of the restrictions being lifted, it's it's not happening quickly. Um, yep. And it's, it's scary times. So I know that I've struggled myself in these times and certainly um so the last question is about uh a song that gives you strength a power anthem for you something of that of that nature um and what what song did you pick i can't remember what i wrote what <laughs> it I was write? spirit box oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that, so yeah this is oh it stuck with me yeah, this got released in February this year. You're very passionate about this band. I've never heard of them. Where are they from? What's, yeah, the, what's their vibe? They're from they're from Canada. Okay. And um, 
the singer in this band, her name's Courtney LaPlante. Yeah. And and Courtney used to be the I, I don't think she did any like melodic vocals in this band, but okay. she my God, what a what a missed opportunity. Mm. Um she used to sing in a band called uh, I Wrestled a Bear Once. All, That's the name of the band? All yeah, all one word. I right. wrestled a bear once. So and, Canadian. Um, yeah, yeah. And um and but she, I think all she did in that band was just like the the growls and screams, yeah, right? Yeah, that's one Yeah, fantastic, fantastic band. Awesome. But anyway, yeah. as soon as I, I found this band, I found the a song called Bleach Bath mm-hmm. from them that sort of mid last year, mm-hmm. and I, I just became obsessed with that song. Mm-hmm. But they've released a bunch of songs since, mm-hmm. but. The song that they released in February this year is uh, a song called Blessed Be. Which I have and heard of the faction on repeat for months. So now so, I'm into it too. <laughs> you know it's for me too, right? You know, I know. Like Look, I feel like birthday. all the listeners would agree if they could have their own radio station, all they would program <laughs> is what they like. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you discovered them because, yeah, they're, they're pretty freaking awesome. I mean, I had something pretty significant happened to me in February. Um, and, and despite not being a lyrics person, really, um, you should be. Not, not, no, not, not that, not that they don't, not that they don't impact me at all. Mm. It's more that like, they don't, they often don't sink in. I don't, I don't, don't even yeah, know, I, know, I know what you mean. Like, you sing song. things over and over, I'm but you drummer. don't necessarily like, yeah. permeate your brain. I remember drum patterns, not necessarily lyrics. Yeah, right? I've talked about this on the potty with a couple of other guests about how um, like musicians generally listen to music, and sometimes <laughs> the what normal, like you know, day to day, regular inverted commas people will hear um, is completely different to what a musician will hear. Like um, Mark, the producer of the podcast, he like can't like you know i'll listen to the lyrics and i'll get so emotionally involved yeah. with it he doesn't even hear that like he yeah he's a melody i feel yeah i feel emotion yeah and passion yeah like when i can hear someone has put every like that's why that's why sleep token oh, appears to example. me so much it's yeah. just pure emotion yeah um uh in that that's just like that the singer vessel he left nothing in the tape yeah actually oh, um on on that, I am wearing my North Lane Alien yes. oh, T-shirt. An- another one, Marcus. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. This album for me, yeah, yeah. Oh. far out. For the last yeah. twelve months, has absolutely it's... pulled me. I mean, like, the subject matter the of that oh, subject yeah. matter of that record. I mean, mm. yeah. He just laid his soul yeah, out there, out. Yeah, and the absolutely. fact that that vulnerability was just so accessible to everybody, I think, changed so many people's lives. They actually did a podcast about yeah. the making of the album, so if anyone's into North Wayne or heavy music, yeah. hasn't heard it, go and check it out. It's freaking awesome. Um, now, Pricey, I'm going to move... Box. Sorry, I'll, I'll just I'll just finish off yeah. that Spirit Box. So oh, yeah. that particular song, um, the, the, the verse lyrics about it is, it basically says something along the lines of like, um, I could survive in these chemicals for you. Um, and it was something like, um, it was a, like I stayed in this relationship as a crutch to preserve life. Is that and the lyric? 
Yeah. Wow. And and about like I can like I can survive in this in these chemicals for you. Like I'll I'll just preserve myself yeah. in this in this state uh, for you. Yeah. Uh, just to sort of preserve my life and preserve my, like, my current state just mm, because... I of, feel like a lot of people could relate to that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, to, you know, what I had just been through, um, yeah. it, was, it was a big revelation for me. And, um, yeah. And We're so, so it lucky stuck, to have music to pull us out of the shit, I feel. Agreed. Like. Yeah. And so that, that, uh, that stuck with me and, you know, and I think... Honestly, you know, for my for my hardest 100 votes next year, that will be my number one, Ooh. without a doubt. You're only allowed to vote once, Pricey. Actually, are you even allowed to vote? You own it. <laughs> I, do, I do vote, but I don't count them. <laughs> well, that's good to know, though, because you do want to be part of it. Um, now, I know you're a little bit of a time constraint, so I'm just going to um, push on to our rapid-fire questions to one finish up. Um, so I'm just going to shoot two band names at you, just pick one over the other. No yeah. explanation. Um, and yep. yeah, depending on your reaction, I might have to ask you a bit more about it. Sure, okay. sure. Oasis or Blur? Oasis. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Metallica or Pantera? Metallica, every day. <laughs> Kendrick or Kanye? Oh, <laughs> Kanye. You don't like either of them? You're not into oh, that? Don't, no, I'm not into either. Okay. Biggie or Tupac? I, I know more. Ah, uh, Tupac. Okay. So you, you're not into... From Rockhampton. you got to be Tupac. <laughs> Why? Everyone I knew from Rockhampton was into Tupac. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just feel like I had lots and lots of friends, lots of... Like, and I, I trust I trust my Indigenous friends on that. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. They were all Tupac friends. Yeah. Tupac fans. He was actually a lot more... Um, it, I don't know what the word is, quite deep. Like, I think people didn't give him mm. enough credit for how intelligent he actually was. I then. just loved when I'd go over to, like, my friends' places or whatever and, like, they'd have, like, Tupac flags on the wall and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's pretty, Great. pretty iconic guy. All right. Um, next one, Katy Perry or Taylor Swift? Katy Perry. <laughs> Katy Perry, without a doubt. <laughs> okay. Gosh, uh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking physically, but okay. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, ACDC or Cold Chisel? <laughs> Cold Chisel. Oh, tough. Tough yeah, one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, that's and the last one. one is Crowded House or Split Ends? Crowded House. Yeah. Every, every day. Can you go every wrong day. with the Finn Brothers? You really beautiful. <laughs> beautiful songs. Yeah, beautiful songs. Beautiful songs. Good. All right. Well, that's that's the whole. There's a whole podcast done there. Amazing. We've smashed Thank through the so questions. We've smashed through the rapid fire. I didn't want to keep you past your um your time constraint. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Just a shout out to Support Act for everyone listening. If um, you're listening to the podcast, I greatly appreciate it. I've provided the links to uh, the donate to Support Act. So yeah, if you can, please please give. Um, otherwise, please stream the Spotify playlist because all of those streams do go to the artists um, who are struggling at the moment. Pricey, what's coming up for you next as far as work? Can you divulge wow. any cool tours or stuff that's happening? Is anything Not happening? Has the world just given up? <laughs> um, well, I've, I've been having a lot of um, 
Zoom and Skype meetings with overseas managers and labels and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. about, um, you know, some partnerships and relationships with doing, you know, promo and, and developing artists in the Australia, New Zealand territory. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm pretty pleased to say I'm, I'm, I've connected with, um, I don't know if you've heard this band um, recently. If you've been listening to The Faction, you would have heard it. Uh, it's a band called Eskimo Callboy. I don't think I've heard it yet. So they've got this song called Hyper Hyper. And oh, actually, I, did you post about this recently? I feel like I've seen it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it is. It's is it a song. comedy thing or is it like a metal thing? Sort of both. Oh, okay. All right. I'll check so like it, it there. Um, yeah, go and check it out. Hyper Hyper. Okay. Electric, uh, uh, Eskimo Callboy. And it's sort of like an electric. They, they list themselves as, like, electronic core. Okay. So, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to have – you're going to laugh your ass off. Okay, I'll, I'll report back. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, did the corona, like, totally ruin your business or has it sort of recovered now? Or? No, it's it's been an interesting one. It, it Like, in comparison to my business partner's business, his was so much more based in – Tours, festivals, conferences, large events. Mm-hmm. So about eighty percent of his work fell away. Yeah. Um, and obviously, JobKeeper was like really, really instrumental in keeping the doors open for those guys. Yeah. And but like he's really used utilized the time to diversify and go into and just go into ideas mode. And so he's come into all of these new different streams of income and ideas and projects and all that sort of stuff my business stayed really stable through it all uh in terms of uh and mine was a lot more based in on releases on music coming out and all of that sort of stuff yeah. and i had a lot of work already locked in for the first six months of the year yeah. and and very little of that fell through yeah, that's um which was amazing um it's fallen off a little bit in the last couple of months um and so we've had to activate JobKeeper now but um, it, you know, that, that's allowed me again. You know, that's allowed me the time to to start thinking about you know, and that's why I've been on all these calls and mm. and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I consider myself very very lucky that my income stream didn't fall away. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I feel like you know, with the faction. You know, being able to support bands by playing them and mm. by you know interviewing bands and talking about this stuff and uh, you know just being a, a, a stable presence in the scene, yeah. just keep going and making sure people have something to listen to and yeah. to to tell them about new music and give them something to look forward to and all that sort of stuff. Like, I, you know, I tried to try to just give back a little bit yeah. in that way. I've got to admit, uh, you're the hardest one hundred actually countdown was sort of right at the start of the corona thing it was in early march i think was it yeah uh mid-march yeah mid-march and that whole day i just listened to every single track and it was so good and i saved the playlist and yeah it did bring joy to the world so thank you for for such a bittersweet day like yeah i know i know usually you would be having a big party at crowbar which rest in peace crowbar i can't let's not even I'm, yeah, I've been no. so fucked up in that place, and I'm so upset yeah. that I'll never get to do that again. But, um, um, yeah, that was the, the day that the, that the 
the press conference uh, from Scott Morrison happened, that was like, right, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do this. That's right. There was that day yeah. as well. It was like so in between hosting it and all that sort of stuff. That that press release is happening, and my business partners are reporting on it. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I think we're gonna just be working from home from now." I'm just yeah. like, I got to the end of the day, we celebrated, and everything yeah. was great, and Polaris was number one, and yeah. we turned everything off and just sort of went, "Oh, it's done." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, I'd I'd worked towards it so long, and it yeah. was the thing that was like keeping me going. And there was the early threats of Corona and blah blah, and it was like. Then it was over, and I didn't have that thing to like to focus on. Focus on. Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, there's always 2020. Well, it will be back. Part of 2021. Yeah. Oh, without it, yeah, it's going to be better next year. No one will be listening to that other 100 countdown. We only listen to the hardest 100. <laughs> no shade. No shade. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right, Pricey, I will let you go. Uh, thank you so much for your time. It's been great Good as luck. always. Thank I feel like we so can. Much. You and I could talk about music all bloody night. We're we both could terrible. We, we could and we have. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> thank you again. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please give me five stars every single day. <laughs> All right, everyone, take care. We'll see you next week.